Struggling with your faith? You're not the only one. You're listening to The Drew Marshall Show. be one of your all-time favorite shows because oh, we yeah. started off with Tommy Emmanuel, one of your guitar gods. Yes. Uh, and then Janet Sears, you've been a kind of a creepy fan of for a long time? A little bit as a drama teacher, yes. Yeah. For sure. Canadian drama teacher. Yeah, she's a big deal, man. Well, one of Canada's most respected women of the theater. She's a writer, playwright, editor, director, performer, educator. And if she can direct Sate then she can direct anybody, <laughs> right? She's like the Ron Howard of the theater. Ah, yes. Because I, I, I worked with Ronnie. Hey, I worked oh, yeah, with Ronnie. I just thought I'd drop that in yeah, there. That's great. And uh, the reason... Oh, the reason, sound of names dropping. The reason Ronnie can work with Russell Crowe is because Ronnie can handle Russell Crowe. Really? Yeah. So I think Janet Sears can handle Sate. That's my call in this anyway. All right. Janet, is that a true story? Can you handle Sate? Nobody can handle Sate. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Sate is incredible. In and of herself, she is unhandleable. Handleable. Handleable. Yes. Well, Janet is currently directing the live stage production of Four Color Girls, winner of the Obie Award for Distinguished Production and nominated for a Tony Award for Best Play. Through music, poetry, and dance, seven women weave their stories of love, heartache, violence, and joy into a powerful mosaic of the experiences of African-American women. Uh, this seminal work celebrates the power of reclaiming one's voice. Um, Janet, I, I went to see this thing because, uh, well, I'm scared of Sate, and she told me I had to go see it. So, Isn't she wonderful? Yes. I love her. Yeah. I love her. And, um, and of course, she stars in this. She's one of one of the characters. And um, you know, when people go to these sorts of plays, these drama, these theatrical performances, and, and you hear you hear the re- the reviews afterwards, and they, they say things like, "They ma- it'll make you cry, it'll make you laugh, it'll make you whatever." And I just I laugh at those kind of things because I think they're usually not true. But Janet, I did all of that watching this thing. What the? Why? Why did it impact an awkward middle-aged white guy like me the way it did? I think it's the authenticity of those stories, and the I think the authenticity of the performances. The actors in the in our rehearsal process really came to terms with what the meaning of the words were. We really took a lot of time to understand what the author was trying to say. And they tapped into something that uh, really resonated with them in their own lives. It resonates with everyone. Okay, but, <laughs> man, I told you I was going to admit stuff and talk about things that it's just, I'm going to look like an absolute tool in this conversation. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. W- worse than I normal. Yes. Worse, <laughs> worsely than I normally yes. do. Yes. Very much so. Um. First of all, actually, I forgot to just bring Tim in on this. Tim, yep. do, you, do you want to talk to one of your icon, iconic heroes, or well, do you, are you going to get all fanboy well, here? I'll do my best not to lose it here. Um, Janet, it's a real pleasure and honor to, to be able to speak with you. Um, we've been using your book, uh, your edited series, Testify, um, oh, at our school for a number of years. Um, I believe that we actually might have a degree of separation or two. Uh, Joelle Hughes? Yes. 
Yes. She was one of my uh, one of my students in high school. Oh, fun. fantastic! We're yes. related then. Oh yes, we are, and I think uh, Rachel Lee. All right, are we finished here? Do we have enough? <laughs> See, I just I just have to drop a couple names oh, there, but goodness. no, it's it's a real privilege to be able to talk to you. And like I said, you've you've definitely had an influence on me and a lot of students. All right. Jeez. And I know oh, Kevin Bacon. Yeah, Bacon. Thank you for saying that. I really appreciate it. I'm so glad that you, you're making use of testifying. Uh, testifying Volume 1 and Volume 2 mm-hmm. are some of my proudest work. Yeah, for sure. And we need to get more of that non-white, hashtag white-only kind of stuff out okay, there. Okay, do you mind if I come back into yep. the interview it's for a second, please? It's all yours now. It's all yours. Jeez. Um, I'm, I'm actually just to just to just to answer or or add on to something Tim said. I'm actually considering a third volume currently. So nice. Watch out. <sighs> I'm sorry. Yes. Right ahead, you can it's come to my show. school. Yeah, it's the Drew Marshall Show, <laughs> kids. That's <laughs> okay. what we're listening to sorry. right now. Um, okay, so here's the awkward thing that that I'm I need your help in, uh, in figuring out. Um, I oh, do I even verbalize it like this? Yes, go right ahead, because you won't be alone in feeling this way. Okay, so I'm embarrassed that I cried during this thing. Oh, no! No, no, it's not... No, I understand it makes me look like a sensitive guy, but I'm not. I'm just a jerk. <laughs> yeah, trust me. Um, but it was... And it was the the heartache that he, that was emoted in front of me. It was the the... The development of the characters that were happening in this—I think it's only a ninety-minute performance, is it not? Yeah, ninety-three minutes. So, how how am I supposed to respond to having been moved the way I was moved? So when I left, there were so many things happening inside of me I couldn't put words on it. One of the things was I, I felt a little a little embarrassed of my species. And I asked her, I said to the attendant, uh, the usher, as I was walking out, I said, do you mind looking in your purse? I want to see if my testicles are in there. <laughs> oh, oh, right? But I but I looked at the at, at, at the male species, and I was not impressed, Janet. I was not impressed. You know, but the story isn't about, uh, 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 the story really is about the women. And I think that in terms of the men that they refer to in the story, it's not generalized men. It's specific men in their lives. Yeah. The story's about women on the edge considering suicide. So uh, these are not stories of the, the although there's one really lovely love story there, uh, uh, they're not the best circumstances in their lives. So uh, in the same way that when I refer to black people, I'm not referring to all black people because we're all individuals. So I, I understand that you might you might feel a little responsibility or take on the responsibility of your gender, but yes. don't. Or you are not your entire gender. Well, that's good, because I would erect it. From that point <laughs> um, okay, so that's one, one angle of, on, on all of this. But another one is, uh, now I want to go, I want to tell everybody about this play. Well, that's why I'm doing this on the, on the show and interviewing you. But there's something like my good friend Don Bennett, who's sitting here beside me, She's sitting beside me, and I don't know, because it's radio, maybe no one knows that she's a, she's a, a beautiful black woman, and immediately I go, hey, this is what my brain said, hey, Don, you're black, you'll love this play. Is that a goofy thing for me to say? Am I, what am I missing, Janet? No, I think it's not a goofy thing. I think, I think Don should come see the play. I think she'll love it. Uh, it's about, it's about uh, women of African descent and uh, some of the 
some of the really difficult situations they found themselves in, the difficult decisions they've had to make. And this author, Antezake Shange, she speaks boldly. Yeah. Someone said boldly one time. She is, she, uh, uh, in the word she chooses to, uh, 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 that she's chosen in which to sort of construct this play. This play is a sequence of 21 poems, which are not only poems in the more, quote-unquote traditional sense but they include a kind of beautiful lyrical storytelling and uh she has she coined the phrase choreopro choreopoem to describe the kind of work that she was trying to make which involved moving between disciplines the disciplines of text theater uh dance music movement and i think because she takes all of these disciplines and merges them together to tell her story, I think it becomes more powerful. I think the things that we're saying become more powerful because they they not only resonate in a, in a visual way, in an oral way, but in a physical way. You can see the physicalization of not only the, the difficulties women go through, but the paths and the strategies they find to come back from the edge to overcome what they've been through. Right. Well, Janet, what is what is specific to black women when it comes to processing the angst of life that all women might process? Are are there things that again as a as an awkward doofusy middle-aged white guy that I just don't understand that is maybe more more specific to to the plight oh, I even that says sounds crap saying word. that the plight of a black woman really? I I I think that uh uh, uh, someone wants to ask me, this might not answer your question directly, so feel free to uh, re- repose the question. Someone wants to ask me, which are you first, a woman or are you, are you someone of African descent? Are you black first or are you a woman first? Mm. And I'm thinking, my response was, I've always been both at the same time. Right. They are inseparable to me. I think that for, and that just, for me, if anything, that, that might uh, uh, elucidate what uh, someone who wasn't black might experience, you know, they experience the kind of bias and the uh, and systemic bias in society uh, based on gender. And I experience it based on gender and race at the same time. So uh, I think that there's a there there are added components that uh, that uh, that differentiate us. Okay, well, I'll I'll take you up on your offer, and I will rephrase it and and say it this way. A white woman sits down and watch the sh- watches the show. A-, a black woman sits down and watches the show. They're going to walk out with probably a different experience, just because they're different people, but also because one is black and one is white. Why will the black woman walk out with a different experience? Um, the why is very hard to articulate. Uh, here's a story. I remember the first book that I ever read by an author of color was A Raisin in the Sun by Lorraine Hansberry. I was uh, my theater teacher, my theater arts teacher in Oakville, Ontario at uh, T.A. Blakelock High School suggested that I look at that monologue if I was really seriously considering auditioning for theater. And I read the monologue, loved it, and then read the book. And now this book spoke about a poor family on the south side of Chicago who had some inheritance money, some insurance money from the death of the father of the family, and they were going to uh, buy a house. 
And the house they'd chosen was in a middle-class, predominantly white neighborhood. And there was resistance from the predominantly white neighborhood to their purchasing this house. Now, my experience of reading the story, I felt like this story spoke to me in ways I had never been spoken to in literature. Although my parents had owned their own home from as far back as I can recall, I was living in Oakville, Ontario, after all, a predominantly white middle-class community. So um, what are the little racial components that someone who is black can hear, can see, Mm -hmm. can feel? Some of it's cultural, some of it's societal, systemic, some of it, but a woman, you know, a, a story, a baseball game in, 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 in India, a baseball game in Tokyo, a baseball game in Texas, a baseball game in Toronto is going to be a baseball game. But the people will differ. Mm-hmm. The people will differ. The characters will differ. The cultural references will differ. And so you'll still know who won or lost. You'll still see the game. The rules are the same. However, maybe some cultural component will influence and affect you in a different way. So I think that's the, the, it's the same thing with stories, whether they're about men, whether they're about women, whether they're about people of color uh, who are both men and women. I think that you still, we're all human beings. You, we will understand the story. We will, we will be moved by it because they're all human experiences. Right. I think someone who is, 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 is of African descent will also find a kind of, um, I don't know, uh, they will find something else based on the fact that they rarely see stories that feature people who look like them. Huh. And so there's a kind of mirroring going on, even if they've never experienced that situation. There's something about seeing yourself uh, uh, on the stage in a book that really uh, reassures something in you about your existence. How can I be 17 the first time I read a book by a black author? You know, most people of the dominant culture take that for granted. You know, when you're small, you read books, fairy tales, but they all feature people who may but slightly look like you. And so to be brought up for 18 years, not having that experience, when you do see black people on stage, sometimes, depending on the story, because again, we're not all the same, we don't all agree, uh, we don't have the same political points of view, but there's something resonant there about the basis of the experience you're, 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 you're watching. So well said. So well said. Here's the other thing I, I really love about this performance. And again, we're on the line with Janet Sears. She's a writer, playwright, editor, director, performer, educator. She's won 373 different awards for things. <laughs> Ca- Canadian Governor General's Literary Award and the Trillium Book Award shortlist, uh, both for The Adventures of a Black Girl in Search of God. Love that. Um, but but Janet, here's the other thing I loved about this performance. Again, we're talking about for Color Girls, uh, which is uh, down at the uh, Young Center for Performing Arts. If I yes, said that right, not to Tim. be confused with the St. Lawrence Center. No, no. Why would you even bring up another place's name? <laughs> because that's why I was confused. All right. Um, I'm an old. Is is this the the difference in bodies, the difference in looks of the women that are on stage, and the fact that they're they're not. Oh, I don't know how to say this without. Uh, they're um, 
they're not supermodels. Yes, but I mean they are beautiful. But yeah. but I see bellies. I see I see parts of the body that most people on stage want to try to spanks it up or hide or whatever. It's like, and I just love you know. It allowed me to break through the fourth wall a lot better because of the relatability of the women. Yes. Yep, absolutely. I think that we are so brainwashed into thinking that the only women that are worthy of listening to are supermodels, and that's a huge problem. It's a huge problem uh, uh, being a woman for teenagers growing up thinking that I'm not worthy unless I look. Like a big famous model, and that's a problem. Yeah, tr- trust me, supermodels. Um, no, I was going to say something. Oh, well, you and I are very supermodel. Oh, I'm, I'm serious. That sounds like a very interesting sentence. Yeah, I'm just going to stop. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, no, and then there's the other thing. There's again, I'm trying to be the most awkward white guy interview you've ever had. The <laughs> the variances in color of the women so you've got the dark skin you get the mulatto you've got everything in between all these beautiful shades of gray can i even say that uh, beautiful brown. shades of brown brown i don't know oh yeah the other yeah. one's a book isn't it sorry about that yes yeah. that's yeah, because, 50 you know, shades. it is because black women are brown black so how what yes we and you know and, and it's very interesting because i'm uh i and this is totally a, 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 i'm doing a you I'm, this is an awkward statement I'm looking for a new foundation right now. <laughs> I'm looking for a new foundation, and I find a lot of a lot of cosmetics lines do not carry a full range of brown. But there's a wide range of brown. Some brown that is very light, some brown that is very dark, and everything in between. So uh, fortunately, there are brands like Cover Effects that have wonderful ranges. But yes, there are, there. I think that there are more shades of brown women. Then there are shades of women who are not brown. Well, all I know is is that these girls can also party. We went out to the orbit <laughs> room afterwards and had a great time, and uh, I felt I, like I was the man walking in with these girls to the orbit room. Mm, check me out. Yeah, oh. so good. They are really, uh, they are really and truly an exquisite group of women. Yeah, wonderful. I love them. They are genuine. They are authentic, they are fun, they are body, they are just full of life, and uh, I've had a wonderful process working with them. Well, here's a quote for you. For Color Girls, and by the way, the rest of the title is, Who Have Considered Suicide When the Rainbow is Enough. Here's the rest of the quote. Is more than a poetic drama, more than a dance performance, more than a celebration of the dreams and aspirations or the profound losses of the women of color whose stories populate this extraordinary work. And at its very core, for color girls, is a powerful enchantment, uh, an aesthetic exaltation, a love song, a healing. Only someone like Janet Sears could string together words like that. For Color Girls runs throughout May at the uh, Soul Pepper in the distillery at the Young Center for the Performing Arts. You can go to our website for tickets or go on the Google like the kids do these yeah, days. Yeah, they do, the Google. And, uh, and check it out. And please, go. Go to this performance. I can't remember the last time I was this silly about promoting uh, a theatrical performance. I'm just enthralled with what you've put together. Well done, Janet. Thank you so much. Thank you for all your support. You're really supportive. Really appreciate it, man. Good to chat with you, and uh, I hope to see you again, because she has also has the best pair of glasses I've ever seen really? of any human being. <laughs> yeah. 
Thank you. Bye, Janet. And bye, Tim. Bye. bye. Nice to meet you. Okay, I don't want. Don't talk to the guests. Tim. I'm allowed to. <laughs> I'm a drama teacher. This is my. This is my thing, man. All right, a very short break. Stay with us.